So welcome to One of Us is a Filmmaker, the mm. podcast. What's up? Hey, so my name is Cassia. And my name's Orion. And you might have guessed it, One of Us is a Filmmaker. Mm. And I don't know whether it's worth trying to keep that a secret or we should just tell people. I'm pretty sure people will be able to work that out. We'll give the game away then, mm-hmm. I'm the filmmaker. Mm. But Orion's done his fair bit of filmy stuff. Yeah, I have been in uh, Sex Education Season 3. Look for me in the background in uh, <laughs> Assembly Scenes. As a featured yeah. extra. I have some idea about what I'm talking about when it comes to films. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm a writer and director, so mm. I'd say I know a little a bit. pale in comparison. Yes, you pale in comparison, but, so. you know, I'm still working my way up, mm. so it's not like I can claim any big claim to fame at the moment. But uh, I would say growing up, we both watched a lot of films. yes. I think most people had hobbies when they were kids, and my hobby was literally just watching films. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's still one of our hobbies is watching films, so it's come from that. Yeah, Mm. and we'd go to the cinema, like, every weekend. I have, like, friends who it was a special thing to go to the cinema, but it was a very regular outing Mm. for us, and I I think films for me are like comfort food, so I just love watching the same movies again and again. I think that's what the joy is about our childhood films, is that I still love watching them and get the same joy. And comfort and, you know, no worries till the end of your days sort of vibe. Yeah. And I think I've always just liked film because it brings together both sound and visuals. Sometimes just one in isolation is not always it for me. I mean, we could have called this podcast One of Us is a Filmmaker and One of Us is a Musician, but that would have been a bit long. Did you intro yourself as Jiggy or Orion? Orion. Orion. Okay, so his nickname is Jiggy. So if I start calling him Jiggy when we're talking, just... This could get real confusing real quick. It could, (laughs) They are one and the same. There's Mm -hmm. Orion and Jiggy. They're the Mm -hmm. same person. Yeah. And I'm just Cassia, so it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. on my side of things, I would say. Still a fun name. In terms of the podcast, Mm. we are going to be chatting about our favourite films from our childhood, great franchises to look back on. I mean, some great, some maybe not so great. The impact they had on us then, but now as an adult looking back, you know, how we could see things in a different light. But the problem is, when I was looking at the films for us to review or mm. to talk about, so many of them have been remade. Well, that is the nature <laughs> of film these days, I know. I was just like, no, so, I don't mean the remake. I mm. want the OG. I'm talking about the original. We're going to be talking about the OGs. Yeah, but saying that, I mean, a lot of the films actually we are going to talk about will have been remakes That's from... True. The 60s and 70s, and we're 90s babies, so we're going to be focusing in sort of 90s, and early 2000s, early 2000s, a little bit of 80s. That's kind of be going to be where we focus. However, Mm. I'm sure there's going to be some rogue episodes where we chat about some newer ones because just just can't. I can envisage that. Yes, Yes, there will definitely be some rogue stuff. But today we're going to be doing a great debate. Ooh, tantalizing! It is tantalizing. The great debate is going to be about. Pixar movies. Very exciting. Good, good topic to start off with, I think. It is. And I mean, I I mean, maybe I have a very biased view, but I think we grew up in the golden age of Pixar movies. It's always nice to look back on the, the classic Pixars just because they've started doing like one every year. And I think you can tell some of them have just, <clears throat> some of them just don't have the love and care, I think, that was put into what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I can, I can, I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So me and Jiggy are going to be ranking our top five Pixar films, and we have not discussed this beforehand, so I don't know the top five he's going to do. I um, am looking at a list of Pixar films because I've forgotten some. I am just shocked at that. I'm like, how do you not just know all I, of I, the I've Pixar films? I've watched too many films, and I just, need, I just need a refresher in the brain. Refresher <sighs> yeah. in the brain. Well, I have a, I have a set top mm-hmm. five that does not change, so I'm I'm very excited to share this. But has uh, A quick question. Mm. Has that top five been challenged by any of the new releases Recently. Well, there is a newer one in there, okay, yeah. Okay, very good. There very is one exciting. newer one. And mm-hmm. by newer, I still mean 2017. So it's actually right. not that new, but cool. it is it is newer. But I actually think, G, there's going to be quite a few... Crossovers. We're going to have a quite yeah, a few yeah, of the same I can, I can films, feel this coming. Yeah, mm. that we like in our top I mean, five. that is the nature of our show, I think. We'll... Have similar views. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there might be some different ones. But... I'm hoping so. Soon. Well, I'm sure the people listening want us to just jump into the Pixar film rankings. Yeah, so let's we're do jump it. in. So in my top five... In no particular order? I'm not doing a particular order, but then we might do an order after. Okay. I'll just right. say what they are. Yep, great. I'm with it. So, it's controversial, this, Uh-oh. because this is the only Toy Story that is in my top five. Oh, dear. I know. And it is Toy Story, drumroll please. I did that really badly, but no worries. Three. Wow. Toy Story 3. Okay, that is controversial. It is. I mean... Goodness me. If I had more space in a top five, Toy Story 1 and 2, I mean, there'd be a bit of a tussle, a bit of a fight between them to get Mm -hmm. into that top five, but those are the two films that are sort of teetering on the edge of the top five. Another quick question. Which out of Toy Story 1 and 2 do you like more? Now, that's really difficult. I think... Well, no, no, because, I mean, Toy Story 1, it was groundbreaking, Mm. and it is, you know, essential... Essential Pixar viewing. It is essential Pixar viewing. You can't, you know, escape uh, it. I would agree. I would say maybe, especially as a child, I probably enjoyed Toy Story 2 more. Mm. I also feel like I was prime age to be watching Pixar films in 99. Yes. Because in 95, I was two years old. Mm. Whereas Toy Story 2, I was seven and I watched it in the cinema Mm. and I, you know, had that experience. I think my choices would also reflect what you just said about kind of where I grew up with. I didn't know those older ones as much. But I definitely can understand why some people will be angry that Toy Story 1 or 2 are not on my top 5. I think we should yeah. give a shout out to Toy Story 3 though. As in, I mean, when... Toy Story 3 is amazing. Yeah. I, I saw this when I was 16 years old and it was that whole going off to like university sort of thing. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. I, I might have even been 17 and it was, yeah, it was just that whole time and it was just such a well done film. It was and... so amazing. Sorry, it was just so amazing like to see how Pixar managed to pick up on the fact that they had really hit the generational strides. So, like, the Toy Story 1 as a kid, Toy Story 2 becoming, like, a young teenager, and then really, like, that Toy Story 3 going off to uni, leaving the toys behind. It was, like, you know, it just fit for its audience so well. It really did. And I was very emotional. And I think just... Out of cinema, generally, the scene when they're in the you know, disposal waste fire pit uh-huh. and they're like holding hands. I like was watching. I was actually like, "How are they going to end this? They have to just die because I can't think how they're going to get rescued yeah. and nobody knows they're here." And, blah, blah, blah. and then they clap. Out of nowhere, I do. I do think like so that specific scene as well is honestly one of the only times I've watched a film and genuinely forgotten yeah. about the existence the of aliens. a character yeah. that could. Do something like, yeah. like ev- I know even from my experience watching it in the, the, the cinemas, I knew everyone in the audience was like, "What on earth? There's yeah. no way they can do this to our oh, dreams." And like then that. out of nowhere, everyone had forgotten, and it was just such a great oh. comeback, I guess. Yeah. So on that, so Toy Story three is in my top five. Yeah, is there a Toy Story in your top five? <sighs> is there a Toy Story in my top five? I want to say no. 
Wow, really? Yeah, Not yeah. one. I mm. I remember liking Toy Story one the most out of the Toy Stories, but mm-hmm. I don't think it quite makes the cut. I'll have to as as I go That's through right. my list. I'll, so I'll, I'll, I think what we are establishing is that your list is a bit more fluid, whereas mine is quite yes, set. Yes, I would. But maybe that's I would a good thing to, to mm-hmm. look at. Okay, um, I mean, I guess if we're talking about Toy Story, I should mention Toy Story Four, even though I really don't want to. I'm in the camp of people that really didn't like Toy Story Four. I know there's a lot of people that really liked it and thought they did it really well. For me, I mean, maybe this is another episode to get into why I don't like Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. But my main reasoning is that it kind of reversed the meaning of the other films because mm. what you're taught in all the other three films is that having a kid and being there for them no matter what is the most important thing, that film sort of changed that narrative. I just want to say something about Toy Story 4. It's just like I remember watching it and thinking, why does this exist? And and, yeah. and, and it's it's hard to say that because I say that about other franchises that still are ongoing um, and it, a lot of the times people respond with, well, actually for the kids, like kids watching it, you know, for them, it's, it might be their first. And I kind of think, yeah, I guess I could see that. And I know they did some interesting things with the animation in Toy Story 4. So that gives it something redeeming. But I definitely agree with what you said about the message being reversed. I think I, I didn't enjoy watching it, I guess, is the short, the short answer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. I was kind of the same. And also there were some like plot points that, I no, I can't get into it. Alright, that's fine. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, move on, we'll move on. Okay, I will go on to another film, and I will go to the most recent film that's in my top five because yep. I've said the year. I'm pretty sure it was 2017. It came I think out. Think I know which one it is. What do you think it is then? Is it? Da, 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 da. Brave. No, no, that was 2012. Oh yeah, <sighs> Brave. Oh wait. Oh, I know what it is now. Uh-huh. What is it? Coco. Yes. It okay, yes, 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 yes. My bad. I even did a little musical <laughs> oh, jaunt there to give you a little hint. Yeah, I know. I just saw, I hadn't seen a Pixar film for a long time that really resonated with me in the way that films did when I saw them when I was mm-hmm. a kid. So when I saw Coco and I just thought it was such a great story and actually I was surprised by the plot, which doesn't happen very often. That's true. These days. Good writing. Really wow. good writing. Great, great music and just actually made me really emotional and still does when I watch it. Mm-hmm. So it's become one of those films that I like to rewatch and just comfort eat. And I really like films that manage to integrate music without making it a musical. Yeah, yeah. And I think I'm Coco did that like really well. perfectly. It does it really well. You know, it has memorable songs, but I in no way associate it as being a musical. A musical. Yeah. Um, I'd agree, definitely. Yeah. So far we have Toy Story 3 and Coco in my top five. Very good. I'm going to go back Back, 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 back. And I remember seeing this in the cinema as a kid. Mm. I loved it, albeit was terrified at moments. Terrifying. But really loved it, and I still watch it all the time. It has great characters. Really just funny. The cutest human character who makes the cutest little boo sounds. Mm. Monsters, Inc. <sighs> Monsters, Inc. I love Monsters, Inc. Yeah. I just, it's who just doesn't? so fun. No, well, I don't know. Somebody might not have it in their top five. <laughs> But yeah. I really love Monsters, Inc. I just think it's really, again, a great story, really fun. It's got a great, like, heartwarming message, but without being too, like, obvious, I suppose. Yeah. Because a film that isn't in my top five, which I should say, is Finding Nemo. And I know a lot of people... Ooh. I know, yeah, yeah, yes. Oh. It might be in your top five. Um, a lot of people love that for the message and, like, how it tugs on your heartstrings. And for me as a kid, I think it actually tugged on my heartstrings too much. Maybe too yeah. scared of it. And it was just a bit overwhelming. Whereas okay. Monsters, Inc. was the perfect balance for me. As a, what as a in, what in Monsters, Inc. balances it out, would you say? 
the comedy and the the, mm. the characters and them working so well together. For me, I guess like Finding Nemo, you have obviously Dory and Marlin, and they're like opposites, and that's all bantery and funny. And then it's sort of the father and son thing, but it's all quite heavy. Whereas Monsters Inc. Yes. feels lighter and it has the heartwarming vibe, um, but without yet yeah, feeling too heavy. And for me as a kid, I felt like Finding Nemo was too much. I should say that Finding Nemo is a great film, okay, and I'm sure it's in many people's top five. Not, not to offend my, anyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's not in my top five, but it is really, you know, I yeah. can appreciate why it's in other it's people's top five. Interesting between the two because they, they both kind of have that sort of returning home plot. Yeah, yeah, um, they do actually. And, yeah. and so they, they huh. kind of mirror each other in that way. They but do. I guess... Also, I yeah. think with Monsters, Inc., the music is so good and mm. there's just like a really iconic aesthetic to it. Hey, and I mean, like, Finding Nemo is just like the sea, which is, you know, great. Yep. <laughs> a really, really beautiful wow. sea. But I just think of like, you know, like <laughs> that... But just heck? like the opening of like Monsters, Inc. with like the doors and everything yes, and the music yeah, that keeps yeah. going and just like the like witty tongue-in-cheek humour mm. that I don't think Finding Nemo has. You forgot to file your paperwork. Yeah. It's yeah. great. I mean, Finding Nemo has great bits. I mean, I love the whole Dala, Dala scene. It's mm-hmm. all very funny and them escaping mm. in Australia, but... Um, I just want to make yeah. a point about Pixar in that... We've distinguished between that sort of the metropolis of monsters world and and the different places they go and then the water in Finding Nemo. But I think what Pixar is really good at is mastering those environments. No matter what they do, that's why Pixar are just so good because they can put you in that place and you think, wow, I actually feel like I'm here and I can imagine this environment and it's just really great. I'm going off topic slightly. Have you seen that advert for the new Pixar film, which is Elements? That have, looks kind yeah. of interesting. It does look interesting. The trailer is the one where she's on the train. Yeah, yeah and there's yeah. like the person with grass's hair and things catching on yeah, fire. Yeah, she takes off her hood and she's like, hello. <laughs> but it's yeah. funny though, because you think about how many environments are left, like how many things yeah. can you find? Because I mean, mm-hmm. you've got space, you've got the sea, you've got, you know, that's all been done. You've got yeah. bugs, you've got whatever. So it's like, oh, they're going to have to keep, you know, digging more and more. And I guess Elements is sort of like that. It's a bit more surreal, the yeah. idea of Elements. And and even, I would say, even in the newer newer Pixar films that I haven't enjoyed, I would still say that they do a good job of location and environment and, like, putting the viewer there and really creating something that is very immersive. Yeah. So, you know, I can't knock Pixar for that. No, exactly. So, um, Monsters, right. Inc. is very good. So, yeah, show. so Monsters, Inc. is my third. Uh, this isn't <clears> ranked, but it's in the, it's the third one I've said out of my top five. Okay. So, so far, I've had Toy Story 3. Yep. Coco, Coco and Monster Sink. Now I'm getting to my top two, which might come as a little pairing. Oh, okay. Do you know why? Have a guess why the top two might come as a little pairing. <laughs> you scrolling through the Pixar. I'm movies. trying. I'm just See, trying. Mate, to... You should have it in your brain, just like swirl. I know. I needed. I needed a quick refresher. That's but now I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm with like, it now. Oh, yeah, looking at that I'm with one, it now. Um, I don't know why. I have an inkling about the two could be, but I'm failing to see. I'm failing to think of a link. Okay. Even though it's probably really obvious when you say, but I may have gotten them two wrong. Okay. Oh, tell me, what do you think the two are? Incredibles and Brave. You got one of them right. Incredibles, not mm. Brave. It's <sighs> a shame you go on a bra- about Brave a lot. I do enjoy Brave, but I think I'll get persecuted if I put Brave in my top five. I think Brave is very underrated. I enjoy Brave, but yeah, it's not good enough to be in the top five. I don't think, okay. and I can understand why people don't like it that much. Okay. But yes, it's not in my top five. But let's not breeze over the fact that. The Incredibles is one of them? Well, Incredibles is definitely one of them. How could you not? It's so good. Oh, my gosh. I remember sitting in the cinema. We went to the cinema in um, Swiss Cottage 
to go mm-hmm. see this. And it was like not a very raked cinema. So we were quite low down. I had to keep peeking over the chair. Yeah. We were sat near the back. Um, Swiss, but I just Swiss cottage. Shout out. Yes, yeah, Swiss cottage. There you go. We went to see movies with my dad a lot on the weekends because he lived in London. Yeah, the experience watching that in the cinema was just amazing. It was so fun. And, and actually... I wasn't that exposed to superheroes at that time because really all that had come out was Spider-Man, like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. X-Men's? X-Men's, maybe. And then uh, that was it, really. And I sort of knew of Superman. Yeah, but for had big been a ones. Recent, yeah, yeah, and then the Tim Burton Batman had come out, but I hadn't really seen I that. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't so saturated with, like, superheroes. And I think just watching that, I was like, oh. Very amazing. satirical, in a way. Like It was. And, yeah. again, great characters, great story, really fun, unexpected. Just a great aesthetic again. I loved, like, the 60s vibe. Mm-hmm. and um, Very American. Very American. And for context, uh, uh, we are part American. We're half so. American, yeah. So yeah. anything with America yeah, is a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 unfortunately not. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like the opening with the interviews and everything, and yeah, just really draws you in that film, and I just really enjoyed it. And again, I have a very visceral memory of going to see it for the first time, mm. and I can watch it again and again and not get bored. So yeah, so The Incredibles is. Another one in my top five. So I've had Toy Story 3, Monsters, Inc., Coco, and The Incredibles. Okay, one more, which links to The Incredibles. Can you work out how? If you say Incredibles 2, I'm going to be very upset. It's not Incredibles 2. (laughs) Um, How does it link to The Incredibles? Ooh, is it the director? Yes, it is the director. The director's name is? Brad Bird. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. What? Okay. I love Brad Bird. Without looking at the list I have in my hand, Ratatouille. Yes. Yeah, there we go. So Brad Bird directed The Incredibles and he directed Ratatouille. And Ratatouille completes my set of five favourite films from Pixar. And Ratatouille is just, it's a, I keep saying about all these, it's a great story. And it is a great story. (laughs) So I mean, there's not much else I can say. Really great animation. Really great animation. Um, This is me. And I actually rewatch it and always pick up new things. And I actually remember scenes differently. And I think with Ratatouille, I went to see it in the cinema maybe once. Mm. And I actually don't have as strong as an imprint watching it in the cinema as I have earlier Pixar films that are in my top five. But I rewatched it a lot on DVD and keep rewatching it Mm. and just really enjoy it every time. And I feel like every time I watch it, I actually enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's in my top five. Very good. Um, And I love food. I mean, you know, it's a good vibe. Well, I like it. It's a great vibe. I like it, yeah. Love food, love love ratatouille yeah. to eat. My mum right. cooked that a lot for us. When we were kids. <laughs> That's true. Ratatouille. <laughs> I was very surprised when I saw how they represented ratatouille in the film as a dish because I mm. just had never even conceived of it being... Not only that's like, like a fine fancy cooking. dressed up, you know. True, but fine. Just like how thinly sliced the courgette was, I was just like, "What the heck?" But you just had it chucked in, <laughs> the <whole laughs> yeah. in the pot. But it, I mean, it was amazing, and it was really interesting to see. Um, I guess going outside of the actual film, but like looking at the behind the scenes on the DVD and just seeing like, oh, they actually used a real chef and a real dish, and they kind of mm-hmm. copied that. And I was just like, "Wow, this is really cool." And in fact, Ratatouille is such a vibe. That it makes my list. Oh, yeah, it does, does it? Yeah, Ratatouille makes my list. So we've got my top five. Mm-hmm. What is constituting your top five, then? My top five. We'll start off with Ratatouille, then. So Ratatouille's in. Ratatouille. It's a shame, because some of these will be on yours, so I don't want to rehash them too much. Right. But Ratatouille, great story, very funny, amazing characters, great voice acting. Just absolutely love the whole thing, to be honest. And what I really like about Ratatouille <clears throat> is that the voice actors aren't 
particularly famous or iconic mm. voice actors. So you really don't think of them as the people. Yeah. You think of them as the character. Yeah. That's kind of my problem with... I mean, it's not my big problem, but it is sometimes frustrating when, like, a really famous actor voices a character and you just picture the actor and you're not really thinking of him as the actor. <clears throat> Chris Pratt as Mario. <clears throat> oh, right. Well, okay, that's so, sure. For anyone that doesn't know, Mario is not a Pixar film, but it is now coming out and it's voiced by Chris Pratt. Very interestingly, you can tell it's Chris Pratt, 100%. <laughs> Um, uh, or uninterestingly. Yeah, uninterestingly should be a, more appropriate. I just don't like when voice actors aren't getting treated in the way that they should be because it's being replaced by just sort famous of actors, famous actors. Names, and, right. and the worst for this was like the Smurfs 2 or something. <laughs> and they literally had like every person was like a big Hollywood star who's never done solely voice acting before. And I just, I get they're trying to sell tickets. Uh, so I understand that. Um, but... Yeah. It it's difficult because you want to reward voice actors for being really good at what they do and they don't get as many opportunities as actors do if they're allowed to... You mean famous actors. Yeah, fam- at least famous actors, you know. So it's a shame to see Hollywood go in that direction. But yeah. it was probably inevitable. Yeah, because I think with... Um... With like animation, you don't need those big names. Like you really, you don't. can stand on its own. But but then equally, I love Billy Crystal as Mike Wazowski, mm. and obviously to me True. as a nine year old, I didn't know really who Billy Crystal was. Uh, so I do see his voice as Mike Wazowski. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like hard to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, uh, great line. I can kind of understand both sides, but yes, it does annoy um, me a bit when they have all the big names all the time, and it is too <clears throat> iconic as the. But yeah, maybe that's only something I'm noticing as an adult. Mm. As a kid, I didn't care that it was Billy Crystal. Yeah. I just didn't know who he was, so I just enjoyed his voice as that. No, I totally agree. Um, and I, I, I see both sides of it. But So I guess that's Ratatouille. I'll stick to another one that was on your list. The Incredibles will be number two. The Incredibles was... Yes. I knew we'd have a bit of overlap. We this. definitely will have a bit of overlap. But The Incredibles, I would say, probably... And I didn't want to order them, but I'm just thinking. I think Incredibles probably makes my number one spot. That would oh. be my top, my top film. I just think it's mm. it's just every time I watch it, it's genius. It's genius. I just think <laughs> there's something timeless, uh, timeless about it. I think that's mm. completely the right word. I think yeah. there's something very timeless about it. And actually, I actively did not see Incredibles two because I did not want to ruin my kind of impression of number one mm. and. That's not a good argument. I, I I can see why people would not like that. But for me, I felt like I valued number one so highly that I just couldn't... Couldn't bring yourself to I do it. I couldn't bring myself I to mean, do it. I mean, the only way I would go... I mean, I did see Incredibles too, but if there was like a film I held in that high esteem and I really didn't want to see a sequel, I will only go see a sequel if it's got like amazing reviews. And even mm. then, even if it does have amazing reviews, it doesn't mean I will like it. Because Toy Story 4 got fairly good reviews and I didn't particularly like it. But yeah, I won't say anything on Incredibles 2 then because I have seen it and you haven't. Mm. I don't want to ruin it for you. That's all right. Uh, I potentially I will watch it at some point. But. For me, the animation in Incredibles 2 is actually what was a bit off-putting because it was very like plasticine It's like they can render it so much that it's mm. so realistic that it looks fake. You know when people do like in The Hobbit when they have such high frame rates? Yeah, it's horrible. It looks like, it looks fake. It. It just it's too clean. It's, and it, it, that's a very good way to put it. Too clean. Too clean, I don't There's like something, it. Too clinical. Something I don't perfect like it. about it. Which the yeah. Incredibles has that sort of I don't want to say edginess, but there's like Well all the old Pixar animations do yeah. because there's more like it's more like organic and less clean and rendered and like high mm. spec vibe. And Pixar the were the 
the studio that were kind of at the forefront of this new 3D animation. I mean, they were really, they were really pushing it and developing it. So it's just always been really good. It's just now everyone's up to a standard. I think that there's there's become this almost like, like you said, it's this clean, polished look that now almost all animation is having and I'm finding it really difficult to watch. And I think with like Pixar and Disney as well, they're always going to have those passion, more indie projects that they want to do. They mm-hmm. have to balance it with, you know, bringing in the money with the big blockbusters yeah, of The course. Incredibles 2, 3. Yeah. I know they haven't done a 3 yet, but I'm sure they will. Mm. But you know what I mean? And doing like the Lightyear spin-off because that will bring bums and seats mm. to bring in the money and then they can do the more indie films like Turning Red or, yeah. or whatever it might be. And I mean, since COVID, it is about just getting bums and seats to be honest yeah so i understand that going back to incredibles though just quickly another thing that puts it at the top spot is just it has like the best scene of all time which one uh let me think there's a lot of good scenes where's my super suit is that your top (laughs) scene (laughs) no where's honey no um that's not my top scene my top scene is um i'm unhappy bob not oh happy. Wallace Shawn yeah oh Wallace God. that's what I said hashtag Wallace Shawn great I mean there you go there's an example of me actually loving Wallace Shawn voicing anyone yeah I know <laughs> even though I was just ragging on like famous people voicing characters you know that is a great scene oh, that's I love Wallace probably Shawn. like one of my favourite scenes of I love Wallace Shawn I love him as Rex yeah Wallace Shawn all day people I know great go see more Wallace Shawn films yeah honestly. so we've got Incredibles and Ratatouille are up there okay next one Monsters Inc. again. It's going to have to be. For all the reasons you said. I know. I know. What a shame. But Monsters Inc. Just what you said. I think the story in Monsters Inc. is so touching and so emotive. I honestly haven't spoken to anyone that doesn't like Monsters Inc. I've spoken to people that don't like Incredibles. I've spoken to people that don't like Ratatouille. I've never spoken to someone that doesn't like Monsters Inc. True that. There's something very personal about the story. Yeah, it feels like a warm cuddle, the whole film. Like Which is ironic. Cu- like a cuddling it, Sully. Yeah, it's ironic because it's meant to be that they're meant to be scary yeah. monsters, but they're not. They're all cuddly, except Randall is pretty scary. Yeah, Randall is terrifying. But again, that kind of speaks to they created a great villain. Yeah, they Like do. they created a fantastic villain oh, who interacts really well with, you know, the protagonist. I used to have a nightmare of like that mouth sucking thing coming to steal your voice away. That is horrifying. And the lips getting huge and just, is, mm. yeah, no, very scary. I mean, I was always more scared about just the intro scene where you don't know what's going on and there's just something oh, yeah. in the dark and now every time you go to sleep you just think what's in my cupboard mm. you know like although in England we don't have those sorts of cupboards <laughs> but it's still applied right you oh, know, yeah, like, no, no, it like, it's just funny that, like, like, like should I leave the door different. open or you know yeah. that kind I used of to be scared of monsters under the bed when I was a kid exactly monsters under the bed like all that kind of thing and it really played on that fear mm. but again mm. it brought it back to this really like warm loving place it did so Monsters Inc. has got to be up there. This is not really a debate. It's more of an agreement. Yes. Agreed <laughs> debate, This is an agreement, not a debate. Um, so what else is going to be up there? Oh, goodness me. I think I'm going to have to put Up in there. For me, I never really enjoyed Up as a film that much. Mm. I really enjoyed parts of it. I think that, for me, Up came out at a great age for me. It was one of the ones that I remember going to the cinema again going to the cinema and really just enjoying it, you know, just Mm. really thinking, oh my gosh, this is really fun and I love it and the characters are really funny. There's a really nice, light-hearted story, you know. It's not overly emotive, even though that, you know, that first 10 minutes does really hit you hard, as Mm. I'm sure everyone has talked about. But for me, it felt felt light 
Yeah. In in a way for me that ratatouille feels light. There's yeah. a lot of depth, but it also feels light, and it enjoyable. feels like a, yeah, an enjoyable film. It's funny. Like I wonder how much going to see it in the cinema impacts you. I mean, I didn't see Coco in the cinema, and that's become one of my favorites. Oh, I didn't see that in my in the cinema either, actually. That's, but um, no. but yeah, like there is. I think I might have enjoyed up more perhaps if I had seen it in the cinema. I think I only saw it on DVD. I think you got it on DVD. Oh. For Christmas or something. Yeah, and I, I must it. have had it on DVD at some you point. You did, you did. We got it for Christmas. Yeah. I can't remember if I got it, you got it. But I watched it and I was like, oh, that first 10 minutes was pretty I do amazing. remember we had about 50 copies of The Incredibles. Yeah, we had about <laughs> Same. Um, all right, so that's in your top five. And yeah. the next one. Okay. <sighs> See. You've got one more spot, right? I've got one more spot. One more spot. Now, not because of any particular order, but now I'm thinking there's <laughs> two potentials. Oh, okay. Can I guess? Yeah. Are, are there any that I've said? Yes. Oh, so that's quite easy then. Uh, Coco? Mm-hmm. Ah. And uh, Toy Story 3 then? No. <laughs> You're just looking at me like... Mm. It's not in your five, but it's been mentioned a lot. Oh, okay. So Toy Story 1. No. Toy 2. No. Oh. Oh, oh Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. So that's in your top five. Finding oh, Nemo is in my top five. Not Coco. Coco, Coco is It's number like, six. <laughs> I think the one that would be interchangeable is Up. It's just that Up came to me first. Okay. So I think... Finding Nemo is more definitively in my top five than Up is. Finding Nemo, I just think, likewise with Monsters, Inc.'s animation, I think there was something so special about Finding Nemo's animation. I feel like I offended you probably when I was like, it was just set in the sea. <laughs> well, you upset our listeners more than anything. I know, yeah. No, really, a very beautiful sea. It is a very beautiful sea. <laughs> very beautiful sea. From the opening scene, just going underwater into the anemone-nemone, Mm. there's something captivating about its animation. And I just remember thinking, wow, you know, I, I just I just love Finding Nemo so So Finding much. Nemo was 2002. I'm not actually looking at a phone, so it could very well be 2003. Let's check on that real quick. Yeah, just have a quick peek. Is 2003. 2003, yeah. Directed by Andrew Stanton and Lee Unkrich. No surprises there. So, yeah, so 2003. So you would have been six? Yeah. No, five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so do you... We definitely went to see that in the cinema. So do you remember having like a very visceral viewing or do you not remember a first viewing and you watch it later? I feel older? like it must have impacted me because I you don't... definitely went to see it. Yeah, I don't remember being in the cinema watching it, but I remember growing up with it. Like it yeah. was... We had it on DVD. Yeah, it was... We had all of them on DVD. The, the film like that I watched all yeah. the time. I it's funny say. because I was like, obviously I grew up in the same house as you. But I never really watched Finding Nemo again. I watched again. it a lot. I know you did. And mm. I obviously avoided it or was just in my own room watching Chilling. something else. <laughs> yeah. I had one of those like old, you know, old school, like portable DVD player. Oh, yes. So I just watched oh. that in my room. Our mum did get a couple of those. Yeah, we had them. So I would like watch something else. Very um, big on them. But... I think I actually watched Up on that a portable DVD player. Oh, dear. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. I do like Up. It yeah, just yeah. doesn't make the top five. Yeah. Um, cool, so that's your top five. So you've said your number one is The Incredibles. Yes, I Regardless of say. what the other ranking is. Yeah, so yeah, my number one is probably also The Incredibles. It could be Ratatouille. Good. It's too good. Aye, aye, aye. It's one of those two. But there is a film neither of us have mentioned. I know a lot of people love it. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Without looking at your phone? That is a cheat. Cars 2. No. <laughs> Cars 3. Cars 3? <laughs> no. Though, Cars 2 is actually very good. I, I've i seen the first Cars maybe one. There was a great meme about how Cars 1 is about just like a random race somewhere. Cars 3 is about some random race. And then Cars 2 is about an international spy thriller, <laughs> which is a pretty kind of like consumerist in oil and gas. And I was just like, wow, 
Did yeah. you write an essay on it at uni? I should write an essay on it. Goodness me. Okay. Well, no, it's not cars. Well, hit me, hit me with it. What is? It? You can't guess it. I'm not guessing anymore. I can't. I can't think. It is an iconic Pixar film. Bugs Life. No, but Big Bugs Life is great, and I remember loving that one. That's kid. a very throwbacky film. Bugs throwback. Life for me. Um, no, it's Uh-oh. in between. Now here we go. Okay, Can here we get we my maths right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's between Ratatouille and Up. If I'm if I'm right. Oh, I'm impressed. Wally. Yes. Yes. C. Oh, was that his not in thing. your top five? <laughs> no, 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 no. Is it near your top five? Wally is definitely not in my top five. And I say that with absolute certainty, but that is in no way to mean that it's not a good film. Yeah. What I have a problem with Wally is it's probably a similar reason to the whole up thing with the first 10 minutes. I, I love, 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 love Wally's opening section. And I just think it's a really interesting, unique kind of. I don't know what to call it, like experience, just... I mean, it's very cinematic. I didn't go see it in a cinema as well. I think I did, actually. I didn't. So I think also like up, maybe I didn't have that impact of really seeing it on a big screen, which I think with films, you really do have to go see it on a big screen if you can. Yes. Um, As a filmmaker, as one of us as a filmmaker, uh, support the cinema. Yeah, implore you to go support cinema. Um, That would be a common theme. Yeah. (laughs) I have the same thing with Wally, but... I think it's really, I mean, it's really impressive animation and what they can do with no dialogue. I love stuff with no dialogue. Yes, I, it's done that's, really well. That's part of that magic of that, yeah, that first it is. half. It's and just so well the done. The relationship between Eva and Wally is great. And then it falls a bit off of the rails for me, like when they actually get onto the ship. But also, I understand it's a kid's film and they need to have some sort of plot and they need to, you know, mm-hmm. maybe add a bit more. So, like, I understand. But yeah, I just didn't. It's all subjective, isn't it? Like, yeah. I, I can objectively say it's a good, really good film. Yeah. But just it's not my top five. It's not one that resonated really strongly with mm-hmm. me. But like Finding Nemo, like Wally, like I'm sure many others. Um, yeah, I, like Inside Out, for example, is also really good. You know, I can respect and appreciate mm-hmm. they're really good films, but they just didn't hit it home for me. I no, I get that. I think it's it's sad to say because you don't want to ever think like a film needs to be artsy. To, or like silent to just be good but I, mm. I think for me Wally was let down by the second half adventure feel it didn't captivate me in the way that the first half did and I think for me that feeling of just oh you know just kind of like oh, oh that it, that's kind of where it went oh I was hoping for a little bit more in something in, a bit more interesting uh, it just it wasn't as good as the first half and I think that just meant for me I couldn't see it as a, as a, as one of the the Pixar greats, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's that's why Wally and Up aren't in my top five because I think for me all yeah. the ones that are in my top five are really extremely complete. Yes, and I actually, can I can agree with that. And also, yeah. and like I can enjoy every moment of film because like if I watch Wally or if I watch Up or if I watch some other Pixar films, there's bits in it where I'm like, oh, it's a bit of the boring bit, or I don't mm. really like this bit, or this bit drags on a bit. For my top five, I can watch them and love like every scene. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're in my top five. I also had a really weird experience with with Wally actually where did you yes I did I did um so I as Cassie said earlier I do a lot of music uh when I was in school uh my music teacher was getting married and she invited a couple of us to like form a little group and we actually sang as she walked down the aisle at her wedding and I was watching Wally once sometime after that I'm not sure exactly when it was but it was a weird weird feeling where one of the things that Wally is watching on his TV is it only takes a moment and oh, I realised yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the song I sang <laughs> that's funny. and I just didn't I'd never clocked Put it before yeah cute very strange 
Ah. But so Wally does have a place in my heart. It's just not in top, top five, five, unfortunately. We've got Incredibles number one, I think. Mm-hmm. Number two, Ratatouille. Number three, Toy Story three. Number four, Monsters Inc. Number five, Coco. There you go. I did it. Bam. Just on instinct. There it was. Impressive. So Am yeah. I gonna have to do it now? <sighs> yeah, quickly. Uh, Incredibles. Number one. Finding Nemo. Number two. Monsters Inc. Number three. Ratatouille. Number four. And then Up. Is number five. But quickly, want to say. Coco competes with Up for that so fifth spot. Coco is a very close number six. Yeah. And I would say Toy Story, or I will say Toy Story 2 it is creeping in at number six. Okay. But again, it's like really hard to do a top five and not include Toy Story because of the major significance it played in animation, in mm. Pixar, in all of that. Mm. But yeah, it's just actually, if I'm heart-wise, it's, it's not on my top five. Yeah. And I do feel like number two tugged on me heartstrings a little bit more. Do you feel... Like, your top five has influenced you as a filmmaker. Where you think, oh, I've got this idea and I know it's kind of stemmed from this. Or... Well, I think just generally Pixar does very heightened worlds. Obviously, it's animation. That's very true. So yeah. it provides that ability. And I think a lot of my work is set in a very heightened version of our world. You know, it's not quite set or grounded in reality. There's something slightly surreal about mm-hmm. everything. I play a lot with genre, horror, thriller, sort of dystopian aspects to stuff. And I'm sure is influenced by yeah. my love of animation and these early Pixar films. Very sort of fantastical. Yeah, it's got a fantastical edge, but a lot of my work is sort of grounded in social commentary. Without being too on the nose, though, mm-hmm. I think Pixar's the same. Yeah, it's quite subtle. And I think Pixar have important messages, but they don't always bang you over the head with it. And I think the where it becomes very well done in Pixar films is the satire. I've mentioned that before. I just yeah, think like definitely. Their comedy and their jokes are it's clearly poignant. The Pixar films in my top five and in yours, they have aspects that are really good for adults to cling on to mm. as well. Like my Our dad's favourite Pixar film, I'm pretty sure he said a million times, is The Incredibles. Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. How would you feel about talking about some of the Pixars you really don't like? I do feel like that's going to have to be another episode. So maybe time. we'll do another great debate of the least favourite Pixar movies. I will wrap this up though by looking at, oh. I'm going to look at both IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes okay. and what they put as their number one all-time Pixar oh, film. Oh, it's always scary to compare with the public. Yeah, so number one on Rotten Tomatoes. Have a guess what it is. Toy Story 3. It is not Toy Story 3, but it is a Toy Story. Toy Story 2? Yes, it is. I know that Toy Story 2 is very loved. It is, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. It's got one of the best sequences, the chess, um, not the chess, it's Jerry from the chess game doing the cleaning sequence on uh, Woody's face. Right, 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 yes, yes, And everything, that is really, it's just brilliant. They they Um, really kept that series just fantastic, everyone. It was just impressive. Till Toy Story. Uh, I don't even (laughs) consider that. (laughs) I don't even consider it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so that's what Ron Tomatoes puts as their number one. Okay. Toy Story 2. Yeah. And then IMDb has a different number one. Ooh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Um, Monsters, Inc. Nope. Oh, nope, nope. That's very love. I'm going to go Rogue and shout Wally. You're right, it is Wally. I know a lot of people like that film. 8.4 stars. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Wally is uh, number one ranked on IMDb. Mm. According to the website I was looking at, so if I wanted to really check on IMDb, I'd have to go on. The whole list of ranked films on IMDb and scroll through. Yeah, nobody's got time for that. So, nobody got time. No, but no, it's been really good to hear what your top five favorite Pixar films. Likewise, it's been great. I had an idea of what they would be. I didn't know Up was in there or Finding Nemo. That's good. Oh, that's true. Surprises. I thought Brave would be there for you. In mine, really. Yeah, 
you've spoken a lot about Brave to me. I do. I think I really enjoyed Brave. I think I read some reviews that weren't that positive, and I thought, well, it's not going to be that well, good. Well, I, th- I, th- I think you, because I was very, oh, I don't really want to see it. And you came out and said to me, go see it. It's did I great. Say that? Yes, you did. You went and saw it and said to me, I actually Brave to is great. You should watch also, it. Also, I had such an experience when I went to see it because I saw it at a drive in cinema. Ooh. in America which was very cool yeah I went to see it in a drive-in movie theatre and it was very cool nice. I just think I'd heard not so great things and I was like meh it's gonna be alright but no I just really I think the music is really great the story is quite simple but it's a kiss film so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like well it's fine and you know, it's a nice message and, and also Pixar had never done a female led film before so of course I was a bit like woohoo Fantastic. let's go and they've done, done a few since, others yeah, yeah they've done yeah. more since that's good hashtag um, turning red and what's the other one the Inside Out Inside Out that's it that's what I mean still that's what three out of maybe 30 <laughs> come on Pixar step up come on <laughs> but still you know got cut up some slack no yeah. um Anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's why Brave isn't in my top five. And mm-hmm. it's not really creeping too close into my top five. But, yeah. you know, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Um, I do like it. But thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much. This is our first episode. And if you enjoy it, we hope that you will follow us and subscribe and listen to more to come. Listen for the next episode. Woo! Thank thanks, you, guys. guys. Bye. Bye.